Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Post Analog Podcast for Generation X. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Post Analog Podcast where we talk about all things over 40, whether if it's about health, music, or even cultural commentary. But before we get started with the show, I want to thank our sponsor, Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use your promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, post analog episode, I don't know what number, but what we're going to talk about is handling breakups. And Erica and I have such a rich dating history, not dating each other, but uh, our own dating history, individual mm-hmm. dating histories. And... Do you recall which, I won't say his name, your current relationship, which serious relationship number this one is? Oh, let me see. I would say... Above five? I think it's five. Okay. Serious relationship. Serious relationships. Well, six. I had forgot my husband, but that to me wasn't even serious. Isn't terrible? Isn't that funny how, like, that's the one you ended up marrying when you were younger, Mm -hmm. but that's not even serious. So through, and how many years have you guys been dating, this current one? Gee, since 2005. Oh, okay, so this is definitely long term. This is, the, this is it. This is the longest Cur- one, and this is it. This is it. Either way. So from 10, since 2005, like, your, your previous relationships, was it easier for you to get over rela- uh, relationship breakups then? As you were starting to age from your early 20s, late 20s, 30s, 40s, I'd say did it get easier? I'd say kind of. Mm. And the reason why I say kind of is because when I had, when people talk about first loves, that was not my husband. That was not my first love. That was trying to get out of my house and just, you know, situation. Um, but my first love was devastating. That took me a long time. I'd say quite a few years, even with the new people I got involved with that were, you know, uh, more long-term relationships at that moment, because that person was always in the back of my mind of the breakup of what what happened in that situation. In other words, for someone simplistic like me, let's say he was number two, three and four, you were still thinking about number two. Yes, up until I th- I would say till this current one. Yeah, it was a and the reason why was because there were so many unresolved issues 
that I let for you or for regarding me, that uh, for me that carried from one person to the next person to the next person and that particular article that we're going to go review on wiki how has some interesting I'll call it ideas of how to deal with breakups right for me in my 20s as I've mentioned before in our previous podcast I was always in a relationship in my 20s It'd be like two years, uh, go buck crazy for six months, year and a half, go be single for a year, be in another relationship for a year and a half, two years, three years. But one thing I did notice was the worst breakup for me was the one I was cheated on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can, and that I was in that. my 30s. I get that. Yeah. And I cheated all... With all my girlfriends in my 20s, mm-hmm. I cheated on every single one. As I mentioned, whenever I would get mad or angry, you know, I was raised by aunts, mm-hmm. by women. So you keep friends on the side. You don't you don't delude to anything sexual, but you always compliment them. So that messes with the, with the, the friendship chemistry. Mm-hmm. But when I got cheated on, I was probably like 33, 34, and she was 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, from LA Valley where we met Mm -hmm. and she cheated on me and I took her away from someone that I was cool with and uh, that one I thought really hit me a ton of like a ton of bricks it was the electricity of pain in your body how I mean when you mean by electricity by uh, pain in the body what 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 did you actually tell me describe to me what happened what did you do when that when that first initial breakup happened with you between her and and was that trigger that just like ugh. well i thought i was the shit because she was dating one of our classmates mm-hmm. and i met her in the studio so i just straight out asked for her number like when the guy went to piss mm-hmm. i just asked for her number she was chinese and mexican gorgeous probably no future you know, she was a privileged millennial. And what happened was she was noticeably after us dating, I want to say after nine to ten months, was noticeably getting texts. Hmm. Where when we started dating, it started dissipating. Mm-hmm. By month three and four, there were no texts unless if it was like her mom. Then by... Month 10, 11, definitely by a year and two months, I started noticing we would be hanging out. There would be multiple texts. And the sly dickhead that I was, um, we were in Vegas. She left her phone while I was showering. I was really taking a shit, too, so I locked the door. <laughs> so I went through her phone. And, and it wasn't even a text from the dude. It was her telling her gay best friend that I blew a guy, and yada, 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 yada. Hmm. Wow. And I was at Vegas. And what happened at that moment when you read that? Completely numb. Told her about it. Suppressed it because we were there for like a, a friend's birthday celebration. And then as we were about an hour away from Calabasas where she lived, or on West Hills by Las Verjenas on the exit on the 101, that's when I started losing it. And I was just angry. And just like, you cunt bitch, fucking puta whore. 
you you don't know shit about fucking relationships and you know what karma's going to get you in your ass <laughs> and she like held on to both my hands not cuz i was like the shit but maybe it was just such a grave tongue lashing she felt so bad mm-hmm. and then she was she was one of these goth girls also so she would like this is the millennial generation she like cut herself on her upper thigh like mm-hmm. four times mm-hmm. and would just text me mm-hmm. but i was so in love because i was 34 and i was like with a beautiful girl it was my largest age gap in dating yeah but everyone wanted to get get with this girl so it was just one of those things where, oh, I cheated on every girlfriend. I'm never going to be cheated on. Then I got cheated on. And boy, 34 to 35, I was just, it felt like there was an emotional electric feeling in my body where I was weakened. I would lift weights and wouldn't feel as strong because I was so emotionally distraught. Yeah, that's perfect wording right there, emotionally distraught. There's a lot to unpack with that particular sure. breakup. And, and, and we'll talk about that too. But for you, why was relationship number two so devastating where three, four, you were still thinking about it till your current long-term one, if you're willing to share? I'm willing to share. And the reason why I'm willing to share because I'm hoping that I think some people can relate to this. What happens many times um, if you're in a relationship and you're deeply in love with someone, right? And I cheated on the relationship. So I'm not going to even sit here and say it wasn't my fault. Um, but I cheated on the relationship. I just was uh, missing an understanding of who I am and had a lot to deal with my past, as we talked about in the previous uh, podcast that we did, our growing up. And my dad was an extremely abusive parent, not to me, but to my mother and to my brothers. But you see it and you grow up in that environment. So you have a lot of issues you haven't dealt with and haven't even confronted. So during that time when I was with him and we broke up, he actually broke up with me because of me being, you know, going out with another person. Is, is that the correct number? Number two? Number two. We'll, so we'll refer to him as, as number two. As after the, the marriage, yes. Because sure. that was the first, that was my first love, not my marriage. <laughs> it was this particular individual. And the devastation, as you mentioned, is you're so distraught. I mean, I was so distraught. I have never cried. Have you ever cried to the point? Where nothing comes out, it's just yeah. hollow. Yeah, you're just it's just, and there's you you're just it hurts. You can't even get into that 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 position is so dreadful, and you don't know how to get out of it. So you find ways to deal with the pain because you don't know how to deal with the pain. Now I think our generation is a little bit different because we went through a lot of pain, so we have to we're accustomed it. to pain. We're accustomed to pain, right? But it's still pain. So what did I do? Drink. Had a lot of sex with different guys. That's why my number went up. Remember we talked about that? Sure, sure. Had a lot of sex with different guys because I didn't want to care. And I didn't have self-respect anymore. I lost who I was and I felt like I was unlovable. And you were also working in the restaurant industry, which is an additive to the full potpourri. And it made it easy because I had, you know, my pick of the pick of the guys there all the time coming in wanting to date me and it was easy but as you mentioned when you're so distraught and you're looking trying to trying to solve this problem but you're not solving it because you don't know how no one tells you this there's no book right you don't go to school and they talk to you about relationships and how to deal with breakups you just feel this pain this angst you don't know what to do with it so you just bury it and i think a lot of times what people do is um 
they are ashamed of what they experienced or what they went through at the breakup. And they feel, God, I'm ashamed. How do I deal with this? Who can I talk to? You don't have anyone to talk to. I mean, I'm afraid to tell my friends how I really feel. They're always saying, oh, you'll find another dude. You'll be fine, right? But you're dying inside. So you have this shame. You have no one to talk to. And then you have this judgment of yourself and judging of the whole, you know, people are judging me because I don't have a relationship. What, you know, they're looking at me funny. I'm judging myself because I'm not worthy. So these are things that you're dealing dealing with and you're this intense turmoil, like what the hell, how do I get out of this? You don't, I didn't. I kept it with me through relationship to relationship to relationship until there was a time in my life when I got into my forties, I had to confront it. This is before number five. Yeah, this is before number five. Mm. I actually had confronted it even before uh, with number four. But number four was actually the final final breaking point going, "Mm, I really need to address. I've done this so much. I need to adjust myself. I need to figure this out because something's wrong here. And you get to the point, and I'm not sure if you got to this point, when you were hurting so bad, you're thinking, okay, your friends, I'm not sure, did your friends console you? Did they say, oh man, you know? I kept it to myself. There you go. Silence. Because it was emasculating. Yeah, there you go. I was the guy who got, I was the Asian guy who a lot of Asians were lower in the totem pole at that time. I was the unicorn. All you Asian girls don't like me? Well, guess what? I'm fucking mixed girls and Latin girls. So fuck all of you. And I compartmentalized it because I was embarrassed. There you go. To admit that I was being cheated on and I was the older one too I was the senior one I wore the financial and directional pants of the relationship and uh, not to go into me right away because I wanted to figure out why did you cheat on number two yeah because I felt number two was cheating on me which he was he never admitted it but I found Mm. out he did and I knew it and I thought Fuck you. (laughs) I'm I'm a cute mixed chick. I I work in the restaurant industry. I can do do this too. Harder than you because I'm a girl. All day long. (laughs) And then some. Yeah. And that's what did it. It was just the fact that I knew he was was doing it too. And he just wouldn't tell me. And that's the part, you know, when you want to control somebody and you want them, tell me, just tell me the truth. And that's my part of my control. I would always love it if somebody just be honest and frank with me. I'm sure that you were would have hoped that you know the person that you were with at the time that you that she cheated on you she could have been upfront with you because maybe you could deal with it you can have a relationship and people have call them open relationships but you can have a relationship and people do this kind of stuff but actually you can actually work through it if you care enough about each other that you realize you know what i did this because i'm insecure i did this because i want to get back to you back at you for something you did to me because a lot of times people do tit for tats in relationships and they do stuff like that using other people does that happen to you absolutely so you find yourself in that situation you can actually have a relationship where people have cheated on each other and you can actually work it through so i don't again here comes to that judgment right as i talked about if you have the shame which you felt incredible amounts of shame i did too Silence. You have no one to talk to. You harbor all these feelings. And then you have this whole energy of judgment. They're judging me. They're thinking, me. you know, people are saying this about me because I had the hot chick or I had the hot dude and I had whatever you had. But there's a lot of that that sits there and just can be compounded if you don't deal with it and learn how to work through it. So with you, 
I know that you were feeling that intense amount of shame. And I think it's difficult for men to deal with it and to be open enough, to be honest enough with themselves and say, I got to work through this. How do I do this? Hold that thought because there's one more why that I want to get out of your story. Then I'll reveal more of my Mm -hmm. story. Is why do you think or unless did you find out was he cheating on you? Why? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I, I really don't know, except that I think... Now, we were both musicians, okay? So oh. he was a saxophone player. I was a singer. And I, I remember he used to say to me, you're going to make it. He goes, I'm just, I'm, he goes I, just, I feel like you're just going to make it and you're just going to leave me behind. And he had interjected his insecurity onto me. And I think part of it was, and he thought, and I, I, I'm going to say I was really hot when I was younger. I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't. I, You're still attractive. <laughs> You're still attractive. Okay, You're thank a mixed you. girl. Um, but I, like I was mixed chicks. I was really, really hot. I didn't realize it at the time. I just knew that I could get any guy anytime I wanted. It was easy. It was like drinking water. I could just pick up a, oh, yeah, there's some water here. I'll get this guy. But I think he had an insecurity about me making it in the music industry and me just leaving him. And I was really jealous at that time because, again, I had issues I hadn't dealt with, insecurities. And so I would do things that were just um, uh, crazy, I guess, <laughs> to his mind where he couldn't deal with it. We get into a fight and I get so mad at him. I take his clothes, throw it out the window. I take his saxophone case, throw it out the window. And I was extremely volatile. And you got a lot insecure. of Whitney Houston Sally got a groove back in you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was extremely volatile. Never hit him, but I was volatile. And you did not mess with me because once you got me to that point, I didn't know how to control it because there was so many anger issues I never dealt with from my childhood that came into the relationship. And it came out that way. So I think he, of course, was afraid of that because uh, he was Asian. <laughs> he was uh-huh. an Asian guy. and he, what, what, what type of Asian? Japanese. Mm, self-facing, insecure. <laughs> he was very, and he was shorter than me. And so mm. maybe that was another thing. Whatever it was, it was all these things that I think came to a head on both of us. <laughs> and he's saying, oh my God. I should have said that into the mic. <laughs> But that's what happens, and you come and you collide. And um, I think he needed to find someone else. And he was young, just like me, and so his way of getting out was finding someone else. And he actually married that person that he got involved with. You know, it's interesting. Do you feel, in hindsight, we may not even get to the article, because this is so much bone-in ribeye. Why concentrate mm. on the string beans? <laughs> That's stupid. We can go through it in 30 yeah. seconds and smash it. Stupid mm-hmm. fucking article. But, but you know, me as, a, as your friend and, and listener right now, I'm thinking, if I was his friend, I'm like, dude, if you punch up and date pretty bitches like her, you better be able to... You already... You're already her, her boyfriend. You locked her up. Why are you being insecure now? Mm-hmm. You can be insecure while you're still trying to court and win her. Mm-hmm. But the moment she's your girl, you're at level two now. Maintain this, give growth. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, till the suspicion of cheating, do you think it was, it, was, it could have led to something long term? Uh, with him? Yes. 
Um, I thought it was, but uh, like mm. I said, I, I had, um, you, you, you can feel the riff. You can feel that there's something going on. Now, that's the thing about, you know, I, I'm not sure if you have this. I'm not going to say it's a woman thing or man thing, but people have, you know people, right? When you're with somebody, you have that experience of knowing their actions, the way they speak, slight movements, anything like that. You have these hidden cues in your mind already programmed. And so what happens, I think, is people don't realize, you know, the person that you're with and you get that sense, that energy, you can feel something's not right, especially if they don't, if they don't show up, they're supposed to be home by 11 or 12 o'clock and they come home at four or five o'clock in the morning. Where were you? Oh, just hanging out with some friends. What friends? You know, those are the things and you're like, just, you know, something is wrong and they're not willing to come and tell you because they want to keep that quiet because maybe they're thinking too, well, maybe something will work this out. But in the meanwhile, as maybe you've experienced, I'll keep this on the side. Ah. Like you were the one on the side. No, like the other person was on the side at the right. time. Because I think that there was a strong relationship we had, but there was that point when he couldn't take the anger that I had. It was really explosive. My know? dear friend, that's a generational thing. Is it? Because my... my Mom was the other woman until I was like age 33, 34. And if I was my mom, I would have given her, given my dad the ultimatum. Dude, it's either you bounce from this relationship and you're with me or this is done. Mm -hmm. You know, but my mom is very lowly educated, beautiful woman, princessed by my dad and was insecure. So for me, I dated a lot of not necessarily lowly educated, but... I wore the financial pants, mm-hmm. very pretty, and I discovered early, if you carry yourself like a boss, both in a managerial, in a career sense, and in a sense of, I'm giving direction to this relationship, not in a, in a very bastardly, put down kind of way, but show direction and astuteness in, in, as to why chicks dig that hmm. for 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 these pretty girls that I'm punching up mm-hmm. I know these girls are worthy of like actors but it, to me like I said I'm I'm a BBW dude <laughs> I'm fucking I'm fine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get with R. Kelly and Snoop Dogg you know I'm that's how I carried myself and I loved making women laugh and charming them. Throw, throw a lob, you know, a nice conversational lob of compliments. But don't be ass kissy. Don't be ass kissy. So with, with this girl, with this breakup, it was one of those like, oh, dude, I've never dated someone younger than like five years younger. So I was 13 years younger. Mm-hmm. Her mom was like a CNN reporter. Um, and it was just one of those things where it was just like, it went to my head. Mm, interesting. It went to my I'm like, dude, I, I didn't know I can pull girls this young, this fine. And I'm just here at LA Valley College and Pasadena City College trying to learn digital. Because back then it was still editing reel to reel, cutting tape for radio. So for me, it was just an ego boost. But I was just treading water. I became not a man. It was just cool to drink, fuck, go watch a movie. I became like 
a teenager up to your early 20s hmm. person. It didn't go more than that. So was that love? You were in love? Lust. You were in lust. Lust. So it was but more... But it affected my brain. But, okay. And heart. Because when you mean your brain and your heart, now this is two separate things for me. Your brain said what? In a normal situation, my brain would go, oh, this is like a six-month fuck fest. Okay. And what did the heart say? Uh, the brain did not say that, but normally when I had the brain on check, mm-hmm. I'd be like, this This is like a six-month short term. Mm-hmm. But, but the lust, the good old pain is mm. connected from the groin mm. to the chest to the brain. It became one bridge mm. because she was so attractive, that young skin. Mm-hmm. She was 21. That skin was like crispy pork chop, mm-hmm. you know? So it was just like one of those things that like, I just got disillusioned, Erica, because women at 34, because I was dating women also like older than me, I was dating a a partner for a uh, law firm, completely different lifestyle, and I was already bored of that. Like, this is it? I'm going to settle down and just drink wine and not work out? We're not going to do drugs and drink and drive and fuck in a car and you're going to suck my dick while I'm driving? That's not going to happen? And that happened with this young one. She was young. Yeah. And I was the thrill for her because like, dude, this 13, this guy 13 years older than me wants me. So I was the thrill for her. I see. So again, so. So to answer your question, normally my brain would go short term, Mm -hmm. young girl, no future. But because the sex, it messed with my mind and my heart. I thought I could change this girl. Mm. I took her from this one guy, Leo, at 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 um, the station. Jack, Jack, and, and I was thinking, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Because you're going to ask her who she wants to be with. She's obviously with me. What are you going to do, dude? Yeah. I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. And then when I read a couple of texts that she blew a guy who was like working in the library. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. And then she also got with one of the backup, I think, uh, basis for suicidal tendencies oh. that she was in a class with. Yeah, yeah, he was in our class, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And dude, I threatened that dude, the next time I see you, I'm going to cut you, dude. You said that to I him? sent him photos of like blades mm-hmm. and yeah. he, he was never to be seen. Yeah. Cause but he- I was a crazy Asian at that point. Because it, you 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 finally got that that um, jab of your your ego. I'm gonna say yeah. ego, and again, and he because, was a second dude, and he was a second dude, and you were you just didn't know how to handle because I I wouldn't either in a situation like that when some when you're confronted with something like that you're just going by your your body just goes through these emotions you can't even control you're so enraged, which has to deal with I'm thinking hurt, hurt. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. Um, and not knowing what to do next. I knew what the logical thing was. Dump the bitch. Maybe even fuck someone else because there was like the hot Filipino girl that I showed you a picture mm-hmm. of from Casa Vega. There was this one other blonde girl and I was like, dude, there's other girls that find me cute because I'm older and I had some fucking swag. So my thing was like, oh, I'm just going to date other girls in front of her. And why couldn't you do that? 
Too hurt, too embarrassed. Too hurt. That's good. Too hurt. Yeah. That's too hurt. good. That's really good. Yeah. Like, it was hurt at a point where I didn't masturbate. I didn't want to have sex. I... If you put, like, a clean girl in front of me or a PlayStation, I'm going to play NBA 2K instead of, like, being intimate with a girl. Yeah. You lost because you lost that interest because you were, yeah, you were devastated. You were crushed and embarrassed. Like I said, I think a lot of the, just what I talked about earlier, what happens is you feel that shame that's really, it's, it takes you down that rabbit hole of, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. And who do you tell this to? And you're a guy too, because I know guys have a lot of problems with, or ways to be, being vulnerable, okay, is a word that I know most men don't like to hear, or people in general, not even me, I don't like to be vulnerable. But if you understand, once you have gotten to that point of how vulnerable you really are, that is a time of growth. That is an opportunity to realize Ooh, okay, if I can work through this, I can discover something more about myself so I can take the next relationship in a better direction, hopefully, or choose wisely next time, or really evaluate before I decide to put all my eggs in that one person, that one basket to understand who I am before I even go down that road. Because if you know you're vulnerable and you understand that place and you accept it and you can work through it, I think you have an opportunity to develop really good lasting relationships. But if you don't, you'll carry that as I did from one relationship to the next to the next until you're confronted to deal with it finally. But Erica, did you ever go through a man's lust period where you just, you fall in love because they're bomb in bed, they're good looking, and it messed up your sense of direction? Yes. That's what I went through. I was like, this chick is so pretty, nice titties, pretty face, clean-shaven vagina, likes to fucking swallow. That, it was her where I was like, oh, I think I like younger girls because they all like to swallow. Because of my past relationships, this is so petty, right? It's so minuscule and caveman-like, very Neanderthal-like, Cro-Magnon male, where I was just like, oh, this chick gets down. Like, we would shower together Automatically, it'd be sexual. She's jerking me off, blowing me, bending over, ask me, and then in this shower, like eight feet away from you. <laughs> um, and it was just one of those things where even like the Sebastian Bach, the lead singer for um, God, is it Warrant? His wife, the reason why she lasted so long, like she gave him so much intimacy and sex. Like, he was so drained to where the only, one of the few times he cheated on her, he felt so miserable. Mm. Mm. Because with, with us guys, it's like, wait, I don't have to ask this girl to cook, and, and she pleases me physically all the time? It messed with my brain. It was, it was a bad chemistry. Like, I met her parents. Her parents were divorced. I could tell they, they didn't like the situation. Mm. A 34-year-old guy dating a 21-year-old. Mm -hmm. And then she was very immature for her age. She was a privileged millennial. It was, it was the wrong thing. I, I would meet with her parents, her aunts. We would have long discussions. Where at that point, it was like the exit, exit strategy in Afghanistan. <laughs> and then this rockabilly, psychobilly, punkabilly chick is like, 
she wants to talk about like lead punk guitarist. Was, you know, was, was she in love with you? Or did she say she was in love with you? Did she you... ended up saying she loved me as the relationship was closing. Maybe because she felt like she was losing me. She even got to a point where she goes, you know what, at first I really didn't like you. I didn't find you attractive. I just felt like, oh, this cool guy who's older wanted me. And then as you get to know each other and you help each other out, then she fell in love with me. But that was like around eight months. Mm -hmm. But after a year and two months, the relationship was done. I couldn't trust her. Mm -hmm. Two guys? Yeah, yeah. Two guys? So... And how did that put a magnifying glass on your your past relationships where you cheated on relationships don't cheat on girls mm-hmm. don't cheat on girls if, if you're angry and you're passive aggressive guess what motherfucker you think you're the shit where well this girl's this girl blew two dudes got her brains fucked on your watch bro mm-hmm. so that was my karma for all the past relationships in my 20s that I all the girls I cheated on wow I was the sly fox mm, mm -hmm. got away with it then 34 year old Charles 35 you know a a year two two months after it hurt so bad and I thought I would never feel pain like that because the past Mm. relationships when they ended there's a sense of closure that hurts because we're moving on. It's like if you move on from a job that you like, but this job, this new job is paying me 30 grand more. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a higher position. You know, there's a sense of death to the job that you like and you question leaving that job. Mm-hmm. Right? Now put that in a relationship state. Well, like your previous relationships, your breakups were mainly by you by them or did you uh i was hard to create created a situation where they had to break up because they just made it so miserable it's just like i, I can't deal with this kanye west doesn't have shit on me <laughs> oh, i was very hard God. to deal with oh jeez. yeah i need mm. to give you a vomit bag i was i thought i was fucking da vinci tupac kurt cobain and Quincy Jones all wrapped up in one. I was, I was very hard to deal with. Because I I took my dad's role where I'm going to support everything. In the end, you're going to be the wifey, single income. I've changed from that. Yeah. We'll I've changed from that, especially with mm-hmm. fucking dementia, Guillaume-Barre, Dialysis family <laughs> over here. I'll be happy to be the cuckold right now and fucking just support my family. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, that, I was I I thought I was the shit. I thought that was the man's role. My dad, if he said something, we do it. Mm-hmm. I used to I used to listen to my dad say cool things like, "I'm not buying you that because I can't afford it. I'm not buying you that because you don't deserve it." I'd be like, "Oh my god, I have the coolest dad." That took over. Like instead of me not getting like a remote control toy, when he said that, I go. My dad's a powerful motherfucker. Hmm. Because he's controlling the situation. Yes. It's all about control then. Yes, that that was me. Okay. I was very hard to deal with. That was Kanye, before Kanye. So when you, so I'm curious now, again, we'll go down this and we'll talk more about it. Because we are a different generation, right? 
and I think about the pain when you went through that pain did you pull away withdrawal from people did you continue doing what did you do what happened to that incident where you didn't have anyone you could really talk to about the situation and I'm sure you were really upset angry humiliated all those feelings that was dumped on you basically like what do I do with it at that moment what happened did you dive into your work into school into whatever you had in front of you besides anything but relationships or women in general um in hindsight real-time moment as we record i look back i became at that time i just thought i was partying harder but i drank like six seven times a week i was going out la was flourishing with this nightlife with independent hip-hop independent rock um Bossa Nova was blowing up mm-hmm. and there were like hip hop DJs working with it and it felt so beautiful because the drums was a little bit fuller mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, those feather drums they used for jazz. And there were like these young black girls that were singing Bra- Brazilica vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Afro-Latin music was big. I embraced LA so much. I was throwing events at the conga room. I was just out in this ball of energy but for a solid nine months, I didn't sleep with anyone. Oh! But I was just out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive to Garden Grove, have pho, and then go to like those topless like coffee houses. Mm-hmm. I would go to Sunset in Hollywood, attend like the independent scene. I was just out. So I was that- working out, was doing Muay Thai. I, I just. I felt activity was the resolution for it. Okay, so it wasn't, did it in any form or any matter during that whole time of the nine months, right? Did you ever, whenever you come home and you had a moment to yourself, what happened? I only had like one breakdown because I was so busy. Mm. I kept myself so busy. I was collecting bigger commission checks at the, the main gig for uh, this uh, wireless. Uh, rental company for movie and TV sets. I was on on satellite radio doing my Saturday gig. You know, I, I was just busy. So busy kept you going, going, and, and busy, disillusioned, and and um, basically just would you call it suppressing or hiding or burying those feelings that are still there, or have they gone and they disappeared in the atmosphere? I thought they disappeared. They're still there. Or they, or they have you dealt with them? It felt like the best way to deal with the pain. Have you dealt with the pain? Yes. How? I would say, man, I banged like five ugly girls, dude. But just I needed to, that great bodies. They were like whatevs looking. Because I like to punch up. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't present my girls if it's a beautiful like Marlin. But if I get these, we get with these fucking piranhas. Mm-hmm. I don't brandish that you know but I was just like meeting girls that some had like pear-shaped bodies large tits no ass big ass strictly no but I like that though I like that Brazilian body Um, it was just then I went through a fuck spree Mm -hmm. and then after that it became like a moment of clarity for uh, people who try to sober up Mm -hmm. became like oh you went through all through all of it I think you're ready to date Oh. It was like one of those things. It was literally like a moment. Okay. Like after being so blissfully pleasured, you go, I think I'm done with these 
sea level girls. Time to like try and link up with like at least eights and nines, LA eights and nines, mm-hmm. and get shot down. That's okay, but one's gonna bite. Mm. It was it was a moment. It wasn't like anything building. Mm-hmm. It was a moment, which is ironic because it's last week when you recorded, you had like that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lightning ball. Yeah, that hits you. So it was good. It was a good feeling. So you never had to. Uh, you never went through that point where and the reason why i bring this up is again because is it is it is it still underneath there that you it's not resolved and you think it's resolved and then let's say you get involved in another relationship and something percolates up these the reason why i ask that is because i think sometimes we think it's resolved and i thought it was resolved i'll raise my hand to that i thought certain things were resolved and i had the next relationship and the relationship after You're that talking about three and four now three and four three and four were similar because so the current relationship is number five. Let me yes, establish that. Let's okay. do that. Number five. Right. Yeah, three and four were brothers. <laughs> you dirty whore! No wonder number five is in love with you. You must be an animal in bed. It's like turn beet red and embarrassed, but it's three true. Three and four were three brothers. Three were brothers. Yes, they were brothers. <laughs> Ever at the same time, like a no. thruple? No, 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 no. Three. Uh, three, I really, really cared about. Four, I, I cared about, but I think I did it more to get back at three. Mm. And, um, but I was with three longer than I was with, with, uh, I was, I was, yeah. Three I was longer I, than four. No, I was, yeah, three, no. I was longer with four than three. Ah. But they were just, again, just messy, just messy, messy, because I thought I had dealt with it because I thought, oh, no, I know what I want now, and I know who I am, and I'm going to do, 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 and I just didn't know until I actually, like, you went through nine months of nothing, I did the same thing after the fourth one. I said, I'm done, ah, done, no. You were just doing nothing with done. relationships, nothing. just living. Just living, I said, I'm done, I can't do this, I cannot go down this path anymore. I can't do it. I fuck it, you know, and then I'm like, I don't want to talk to men. Men would talk to me. I don't. I would tell them, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> I, I have, just got to that point. Leave me alone. I have to ask you like a 16 year old boy question. <laughs> Was four better than three sexually? Ooh, 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 different. Different but good. One's a fillet. One's a bone-in ribeye. Different, I'll, or we're I, talking about pasta versus Chinese uh, food. I, I say I enjoyed three better than four, uh-huh. but yeah, yeah. But you went to four. I would have, for me, selfishly, I would have been three, four. Okay, back to three. No, because three was uh, was in, got involved with somebody else, a stripper. <laughs> oh. It was just, it, he was, I was now, I'll, I'll go back track. Number three was in a relationship living with his girlfriend. While you guys. While we were hooking up. And the whole time, I, and I, that's because I was, I didn't want to get, oh, there, there was another one. I totally forgot about that one, but that's not important. Um, 2.5? No. So after number there's a marriage right after that was the number love two. of my life number two number three was actually another person i was involved with for six years and he again was married and i took him out of that relationship and he divorced her after that relationship ended i ended up with number four who had a girlfriend he was living with there's a, so there's the a brothers pattern. are four and five four and five of the brothers yeah. and current it's i won't six. say his name is number six oh, yes. okay 
Current is number six. Hang on tight, podcast listener. Hang on tight. Yeah, it's it can get confusing. No, we're laying it out pretty easy, I think. So with number with number with the brothers, number four and five, four had a girlfriend he was living with and kept telling me, "Oh, we're breaking up, we're breaking up." But I believe the story, and I'm I'm in love. I'm in love. It was not in love. It was lust. People can confuse that. You have good sex, great sex. You find the person really attractive. You know you everything about them. But that person is not into you. They're there to be with you and they really like you, but they don't feel secure with you either because he thought I was banging other guys too because he was doing the same thing. And number four and five, the brothers, were any of them in the entertainment field too? Um, one was a bodybuilder. Okay, that's, that's easy to understand. That's almost like co-entertainment. Yeah. Because it's a, it, it's a, there's a flamboyancy behind it. Yeah, but he was um he was out of shape at that time number four the bodybuilder because he just gotten, brolicky, not 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 as muscular. No, he was heavy. He, he's historically he, he's a historic historic figure in the bodybuilding fig in the bodybuilding industry. You told me about yeah. this guy when we met. Yes, yes. So I I just and you were know. still strictly four, I think. Yeah, I I guess no four. Yes, yes. I just got out of four. Because then I was just like done. Yeah. Then I had met number six. Yeah, because four, four and four, five, five is, is, is four, one conjunctive Yeah, because to me, experience. it just went from there to there. And it was just, just just a crazy thing. I even, his family knew about it. And they're like looking at him. His brother's like, uh, wasn't he, wasn't she with number four? Right. <laughs> and you're number right. five? Uh, what's going on here? And siblings. <laughs> yeah, siblings. Siblings that were close. Did it cause friction? I don't want to concentrate. Sorry, do mm-hmm. you have so much more depth to this? But did it cause friction? Did foreign the brothers yeah. end up? Yeah, uh, for a bit there. There now it's back to normal because you know neither neither one of us, none of us, we're all different paths now. But they're back together. I, I'm assuming. I don't know. So here's the deal. Do you feel now that you're with number six, your current relationship, and from O five? If you saw any of these other guys, like it'd be a civil hello, or would it be an avoidance? No, it'd be a civil hello. I have no reservations, no bad feelings. I'm happy. I think what happens is when you realize, and I, I even told this to my current partner, I said, when you realize you really have a good partner and you love that person, and you have a really great uh, best friend, a good true best friend. You look at those other people like, what a waste of time. I even told him, I wish I wish I met you years ago before all this mess. But he was messy too in his youth. Yeah, which makes your relationship so much more stronger. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you have these two pit bulls that are now out of the fighting ring. Yeah, well, you... And, and now they're just in a home. You get you get to that point, again, I get to that point where you have to, in the, that nine-month period after the number five... The, that's the one I, I said I'm done I can't do this again fuck man I hate this shit that's how I felt I just was done You ha- I had to stop because again I was doing the same thing I talked about earlier I was silent I didn't talk to my friends about it because my friends are you know and you're female <laughs> and these are female friends yeah, too yeah these are female friends I, I have a tendency not to be that way I, I'm very private and I don't like to talk about my business and, and I just felt like I just got to deal with it and I was ashamed, 
because it was just poor choices again and again and again. Same choices. Same choices. I was ashamed and so much judgment, self-judgment here, kicking my ass, kicking myself. But I had to make a take a time for myself and say, no, I got to figure this out because I don't want to go this anymore. And it's all me. It's on me. There's a common denominator to the type of guys I'm picking. It's me. Oh. And, and that's part of the shame, right? Is because you keep repeating the same mistake it's, while yes. aware. Yes. Which makes it worse because you're aware. You're aware of it. And you just feel like, oh, it's, it's not going to turn into anything. I'm not going to get involved. And it's, that's a bullshit lies. You get to the point you realize, no, I want to care. I want to be with somebody. I'm doing the same thing. Why am I doing the same thing? When does this end? Well, I guess it ends with me. So I got to start doing some work here, which is hard. Very, very hard. So for me, I'm at a point where uh, when we were first recording, I showed you a photo of like a, uh, a Persian Latin girl from Bumble. We went on a date. She was too Kim Kardashian-y. And I'm scared that I'm over judging people. Mm. As, not that, that I'm better, but it's, this is not going to sit with me. Like, if you like to watch the Kardashians, or it felt like I didn't get to ask her that, but she felt like she was a gym rat, mm. <laughs> wore a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. I was already judging her. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the steak. Was it judging, or is it maybe something that you know about yourself now more than when you. Maybe a little bit of both. Because I should let the person in more and discuss more. I'm normally like, tell me about yourself. And I go through the questions like, I am truly uh, curious about my date. But it was just one of those like, uh, too much lipstick, lots of makeup. You dress fabulous instead of like, just just dress like you're out, but you don't have to like overdo it. Mm-hmm. Like in Latin terms, you know, don't be so cha-cha-cha Was that on the first date. Is that a judgment, you think? Again, the only reason Yeah, why that's I, what I'm saying. I, I was judging. But why do you think it's judging? The only reason why I'm going to stop you there and question you on that is because I think what happens is because you've gone through so much, maybe based on your experience with other people that maybe resembled that look, and then you got involved and then just, you know, didn't pan out and something. Is it that? or and, is it, and, li- and single too long. Oh, she was single too long? I was single too you long. You were single too long. Okay, and so you're thinking that you were judging the person, and so you're thinking that if you didn't judge, you could always go on another date, right? And, and uh, you know, it's funny, I was thinking the exact same thing what you just said. I wonder who I'm going to try and date next, because I'm not into this. Love, I love my food. That's an excellent point right there. I was like, who am I, who am I going to date next? I was, just in, I was just like on autopilot, like you... You can talk to to anyone. You know, I love talking to you. So you can just talk to anyone. You know how to reel conversation in. So I was just on conversational autopilot, which maybe in her eyes was like, oh, this guy's really a fun date. She giggled. She laughed. I did the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it wasn't there. Even the great body. You saw her just, she was fit, long hair, cute. I mean, Latin and Persian. But it was just one of those things. I didn't even want to get laid. Hmm. And I think a lot of it, too, was like, dude, this situation that I'm trying to dig myself out of with my mom and brother, you know, it's always, uh, 
That's the long-term goal. Can this person handle that? Because otherwise then, if you're going to be short-term, unless if you're literally zipping my pants down after the creme brulee, then I have no interest. Mm. Unless if you're giving me the signals like you're literally taking off your shoe and rubbing your feet on my crotch hmm. under the table. Mm-hmm. Unless if you're giving me that signal that I'm, I'm going to pursue this more. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a little loopy and fucked up. I don't think it's loopy or fucked up. I think it goes back to what I was asking and trying to find out from me. Did you really deal with that situation, that heartbreak, basically, that, that or not heartbreak, I'll call it more lust break, because I think, I think that's what you were referring to more being that feeling, but you were still pretty embarrassed and pretty sh- felt shameful about it because you know you got you just got your your bubble burst basically right i mean yeah. that's how you felt about it not that it necessarily happened that way that was your perception of it because you've never dealt with it so my question has to go back to because you meet with somebody who was somebody that you're sitting across and i've had that too where you after you know you d- date somebody and you're like look at them like i'm not gonna waste my time it goes back to did you deal with that situation because i think you get to a point at a certain age and I don't. I, I'll show you my type. Keep going. I was going to say. I, I think in relationships. I think what happens again. It it has to come down to understanding who you are and what you're about. Because I think sometimes the relationships we are so stuck on relationships that we don't be, want to be alone. We don't want this. And we don't want that. But what is that based? based on is it because that's how we grew up that's what everyone tells us maybe we have to be alone for a while i think i'm I'm honestly i'm factoring my family situation too much because now that i'm older i'm 46 i just don't go on a date to bone i go on a date to survey first is this long term so this is the second girl i'm talking to Mm -hmm. i love brunettes Mm -hmm. like literally the, the tinder match popped up she's young 31, mm-hmm. so young, but she didn't mind. We're, we're talking. Um, she's one of these, like, uh, finance folks. But even that, like, because she's so pretty, I'm trying to control, like, the lust, which I shouldn't. If I'm attracted and want to be with her physically, I shouldn't control that. But because of my situation right now... Um, I've, I'm overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm on a date. You should just try and get drunk and fuck and then take it from there. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm overanalyzing, well, will my mom like her? Will she be apathetic to my brother? And this and that. Well, I think that makes sense, though. You're in a different situation right now. It's, I mean, you would have to find a person, we talked about this, that is able to help or support what you're going through. And sometimes there are many people who are just not on that same track and it, it, it is a heavy load that you're carrying it really is yeah and imagine me telling that on the first date no it, it would be very hard and difficult to hear that if I, if you're going on a date to hear if somebody said that to me i would have to sit there in the back of my head and going ah, i don't have the time for that right. or they would say wow this is an interesting person. I like this because if he cares about his mother and his brother that much, that means he might care about me this, that, that strongly. That strongly. Right. Yeah. So I need like someone who's like widowed. Widowed? Or a divorcee. 
know, they want like a companion. Mm-hmm. Tell them fucking ha-ha jokes, <laughs> knock-knock jokes here and there. Watch like Bill Murray eat a baby Ruth mm-hmm. at a Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Something about Mary. You know, uh, curb your enthusiasm. Fucking make her feel good. <laughs> be analytical about... That shit's so funny. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, be analytical so throw some intelligent conversation be analytical I'm I'm thinking it's going that way but back to handling um, breakups so this is my last question for you and then you can ask me something if this relationship did not work out with number six how would the pain be Hmm. you know we did break up before during this whole time I have been with him how many times just one time Mm. And it was a it was a major break. It was about I'd say to me the major break is six months, seven months, and that was just back in two thousand. I don't remember. I think um, I think sixteen, yeah, two thousand sixteen. And uh, at that point, it was because I I um, and I'll be I'll be frank about this. He would not like this if I told this, but this is the truth. And I'm I have to go and I have to I have to say this because this helps me. Maybe this will help you too if anyone's going through this or have gone through it. I found condoms he had, and I'm like, why do you have condoms? Right. We don't use condoms. Right. And the reason why I found it because someone smashed in the back of his car and he had to pull all the stuff out, and we had to pull it in that apartment, and it was in a bag, and I was helping him sort it, and I saw the condoms and he said these are old and i said really let's look at the dates <laughs> that's the investigator part of me let's look at the dates because if you had these condoms since 2005 when i first met you they're going to be expired like back in 2007 or 8 or 9 sure. no they weren't expired huh condoms that aren't expired okay you motherfucker right <laughs> you are fucking somebody else or you i have randomly no idea. fuck other people yeah exactly and i was i was crushed you know i'm like sure. here i've been putting into this relationship and you did this what the fuck is wrong with you you know and i'm like you're too old to be to me i'm looking you're too old to be acting this way or maybe that's what your problem is you feel like your your youth has left you so now you have to act a certain way you're trying to find i don't know whatever the thing was at that point i said you're gone you have to leave i'm not going to be involved so we were um broken up for about i think six months and he came back slowly trying you know talking we talk and talk and the whole time that's in the back of my head we never really addressed and he never told me you know that he was with somebody else but it was the understanding when we talked about it i said look if you want this relationship you're going to have to um be frank and honest with me you can't just dick around and go and do this kind of shit because i i, I don't have the trust and I, you know, I can easily, and I said, the fact that you did that makes me angry because I can't even tell you how many other opportunities I had out there. I could have fucked other guys if sure. that's what you were doing sure. because I had him there. I said, no, no, no. I have a boyfriend. I'm loyal. You know, I got to the point in my life. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of it. It doesn't make me a better person. It doesn't make me feel better about myself. I don't want to go down that road. So when that happened... It was hard. It broke my heart. And again, what did, I, what did I do? Didn't tell my friends. I told them I'm not with him anymore. I told my family. Didn't tell them why. Shame. Just the headline. Shame. I was so ashamed, so embarrassed. How do I tell this to anybody? Well, especially because, you know, you're no longer in your 20s. No. And like, you should be an expert now in relationship. But you can't. Living. You just don't know. Yep. Yep. 
you think you know, and then uh, this is where I talked about earlier with you. I said sometimes when you are confronted with situations like this, there comes a point where you come together and you start realizing, okay, look, are you going to keep doing this? Is that something you want to keep doing? Because if it is, then we, we can't be together. But if it's because something messed up in your head and you did something because you felt insecure or you were you were afraid of something, then be honest with that and deal with it. But come to this relationship knowing that I can't live with that and you shouldn't live with that either. Why would you want to go down that path? So that was those are the hard discussions that you have. And it's painful <laughs> again. But you get to a point in your life and I get maybe this is through maturity or through different relationships. You're like, no, you know, I care about him. I love him deeply. I want this to work out, but he's going to have to make the effort. I don't have to, I don't have to make that effort right now. I'm going to stand back and let's see what you can do. Let's see how you're going to make this better. Did he admit better. Yeah, he, well, he, no, he never admitted. He keeps saying, those were not my condoms. I did not do that. Whatever. And I'm just like, if you can't be honest with me, just tell me. And he, to this day, has not told me. So that leaves doubt in my mind. It's always in the back of my mind. If he goes and he doesn't call me at a, by a certain time, it's in the back of my head. And but you guys then, live together? Mm-hmm. But you still have to stop and say, okay, if that's the case... He says he's not doing it. I'm going to trust him. He's a good partner. He's a good friend. And I think that if we are able to work through this, then we can move on. But those are hard times. And I, I can I bet you many people have gone through this and they have a hard time. They want to judge you really quickly and say, well, you know, you really shouldn't be with them. Right? They'll do this. They'll do that again. It's different as you as you mature and as you begin to communicate or at least have an understanding of where that person is coming from, where you're coming from. So let me ask you: um, Was there heartache aside from? I, I mean, I understand the embarrassment, but was it like the heartache? No, not like the first uh, love. Because meaning it, after number two, number two, the first love. Because I think what happens is you step back, it's it's a slap in the face. But then what I had to decide was, well, it's not me. It's not because I'm not attractive. It's not because I'm not sexual. It's not because of this. Because many times you, you put that on yourself saying, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And if I did, then you need to tell me how we can make it better. But right now my hands are clean you did this. I didn't do this. I'm not going to beat myself up. And that was the difference. The other one, I beat myself saying I was wrong. I did this and I'm not lovable. All those confused emotions that I didn't know what to deal or how to deal with. And this time I'm like, oh, no, no, (laughs) I know who I am. You want to go that road? That's fine. I don't have to be in a relationship. I'm okay being alone. As a matter of fact, I can do better without you. And With number six. Number six. My only one breakup. Only one breakup. Wow. Well, we're, we're about to wrap because we're hitting an hour. But for me, I feel like if I were to handle a breakup now, I might. So I don't, I don't know how you would interpret this. But for me, it feels like it's easy. But you may, as an observer, may think this is way more intense than me handling a breakup when I was younger. I'm just going to be like, I guess, Clooney for a long time and be single and date a bunch of girls. Won't get married till I'm like 55, 60. What if you don't get married? You know, I really at one point wanted 
a son or sons. Mm -hmm. There's something about passing on what I learned to your own bloodline hmm. that I that that I still feel I thought I was over it. I still feel would be a thrill, and that would be a young man's heartache if I didn't have a son or two. Hmm. Okay. But I can go completely left. And go, no man. This is, I'm, I'm just enjoying being single. Maybe I'll end up with a partner in my. I mean, I'm 46, so 50s like right around the corner. So maybe just end up with like a partner in my 50s. You know. So, but for me, I think a breakup is always young heartache. It's just you deal with it differently. There's a big pain. There's big pain. And I don't know if I'm ever going to mature to where I'm going to say it was my fault if it was my fault. Oh, really? Because I would still include her. Because I'd be like, well, I'm a great... Honestly, and that could be full of shit. I feel I'm a great communicator. That's why... Almost like nine out of eleven girls that I've dated, I always get the call back <laughs> while they're dating a guy or the breakup after me. They're dating a guy, broke up with that guy. They call me because guys just don't fucking communicate. And what happens with me in the very beginning? I guess this sounds old school. I'm too frank. Up front. But for me, it was just like, no, this is like a Carfax. I'm just telling you what's wrong with the engine. <laughs> I'm not trying to be... That way you can ingest and then take it from there. But I don't know. It'll be an interesting thing when I end up in a relationship. Because it's going to need to be like Mother Teresa to, to handle this. Even though, you know, my mom was supposed to be retired in the Philippines. She still has her home. And I can truly say, no, I pulled her to live with me. You're still three people in the same fucking house. Mm -hmm. That would drive me crazy if I was me, a twin. Yeah. So I don't know. So in the end, for you, is it still like young heartache? Just different mm -hmm. dealing? It's different. It's different. It's different. Young heartache is completely different. And maybe on one of the next podcasts, we can talk about the difference between maybe the the younger people right now, because I think people think that pain, they can uh, mask it somehow, or they're not used to what pain really feels like. And, and I, I just don't think they know how to deal with pain. And I think that's going to be a big problem for many people that are much younger. I really do. It I sounds see good. Well, I contacted one of my former co-hosts. He's 27 now. So he might be a good someone hmm. just to call in. And then we could mm -hmm. finally work that goddamn mixing board with the non-updated firmware and parts I had to return. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Aww. Yeah, there was like, oh, this is for a different model that we sent you. Oh, geez. Nice. That's great, Road. <laughs> Thank you, Road. We're trying to fucking provide for two generations <laughs> here. So, but signing off the Post Analog Podcast with Charles and Erica.
the Post Analog Podcast. Tune in for tradition, mental health, and conversation for the Gen Xers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.